Welcome to Little Light Wellness Podcast, your compass for pediatric family wellness, prenatal and infertility health. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and on this illuminating journey, join us as we explore the realms of well-being from the wonders of pediatric care to the transformative moments of prenatal joy. We shine a light on the complexities of infertility with empathy and expertise. At Little Light Wellness Podcast, we're dedicated to fostering a community where families connect, learn, and support each other. So whether you're a seasoned parent, expecting, or facing infertility, this podcast is your beacon of knowledge and compassion. Welcome to a world where every family shines bright. Now here is your host, Dr. Vic Manzo. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Uh, I got to meet you and I just loved your energy, what you're up to, your vision. And I was like, yes, this is someone um, I want to have a conversation with in the, you know, with the, in the Knoxville area and just to learn more about you in your journey and, and just have, just pick your brain on what you know. So thanks for taking time to join. Yeah. Thanks for I'd love to share my story. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it. Tell me a little bit how you got into what you're doing today. Like, what's that journey? Right on. Um, so right now, I'm currently an acupuncturist. Um, and I have a, a full clinic of several acupuncturists and massage therapists and hypnotherapy. Um, and I started out in massage um, about 20 years ago. I've been practicing. And the funny thing was, is how I got into massage was uh, I worked as a sales coordinator at a hotel in Memphis and um, all the people were all stressed out. Right. And uh, and so I was just kind of rubbed their shoulders a little bit. And they're like, man, you should do massage. And I was like, okay. and um, and so when I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, I decided to kind of dive into it. Six months training, you know, if I'm terrible at it no big deal. You know, it's just six months. <laughs> um, and, but the first day of school, I was, I was in my element. I knew I was in the place that I was supposed to be. Um, and then fast forward a little bit, I ended up working at a chiropractor's office, uh, for about eight years. And I do give them a lot of credit because they were excellent teachers and really taught me how to understand how, um, the body works and why, certain areas are tight and why other areas are not. And this is the, dis, you know, the, um, the cross patterns they talk about the instabilities and such. And then during my time in the chiropractic office, um, I did a lot of massage. So I kind of jacked myself up. Right. And so my low back's jacked up my wrist cause I'm overworking. And so I saw an acupuncturist, and he actually, funny thing, he was treating my right wrist that was all kind of messed up from doing just repetitive movement of massage. But my left shoulder was just really messed up. I did the chiropractic. I did the exercise. I was doing all of these things and nothing seemed to really budget. And then I had an acupuncture treatment. He was treating me for my wrist. It didn't actually help my wrist. Full disclosure there. But it dropped my shoulder and it was like the next day I had no problem with my shoulders and I've since then which is pretty miraculous and very unusual in acupuncture to have it just that one time but that's what inspired me and then when I um I decided to go to acupuncture school and so I've been practicing for about five years 
Uh, diving into having your own practice is a whole nother ball of interest things. Um, so I'm trying to learn is how to balance both um, uh, the, the difference, you know, of being a business owner and still being able to be a practitioner, which is really what I love. Um, so there's a very short version of my long story. <laughs> no, I love it. And I appreciate you sharing. And, and it's true. It's one of those things where here's what I want to do, right, as a practitioner. But then you also have to put on that hat as a business owner. And it's like, how do I, you know, find that 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 happy medium in between both yeah. of that and so forth. And I totally understand that 100%. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You practice a specific type of acupuncture. I'd love to learn more about it because it's one of the things that I, I've been around acupuncture quite a while. I think I was sharing with you, I think it's like I was late twenties, early twenties, I nineteen twenty about twenties, I started studying um Eastern, you know, healing arts and everything. And um I started to see there was when I got to chiropractic school, I saw a big divide because you can as a chiropractor you can take a hundred hours and be considered a somewhat I wouldn't even call it acupuncturist, but you can do acupuncture work. And um it was one of those things where I was like that's more treatment-based type of a model based on what I studied, and especially like the Tao approach. And when you look at like blood, blood pulse, uh, uh, the pulse or the tongue and evaluating it from that perspective, uh-huh. um, can you elaborate more on that uh, in more in depth? Because that's kind of something that um, you don't – like even I'm from Illinois, and it's like one of the things that I didn't – that's hard to find in Illinois. And then, of course, I meet you not even knowing. And then you brought that up, and I was like – Okay, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to have. This is the person I need to be connecting with. So, love to elaborate more on it. Yeah. So, it, are you asking about like the basis of kind of where acupuncture is? Uh, is is that, under- that approach the Dao, the Dao, the Dao, is it? It's Daoism. called the Dao approach, right? Taoism, right? Yeah. yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about that approach sure. compared to, or, or just that approach and how you do it? Sure. So, um, so I come from a classical Chinese medicine school and, uh, a lot of acupuncture has, it's based out of the understandings of Taoism, what they call Taoism. Um, when I'm trying to explain it to people in the West here, um, I'm like, it's like pagans, right? We hear pagans. Um, uh, unfortunately there's a, like a bad, thought around pagans but really if you just break it down it's the observation of nature and so you can break it down into five elements um and so that's the natural elements of the world right you got the water fire earth metal wood (laughs) um i don't think about um and so it's how when they observed nature and how the seasons, right? There's different characteristics in your seasons. So right now we're coming out of uh, the winter. Obviously, we're coming into the spring aspect. We've got a warm day here today. It's what it's going to be 60 degrees. And then next week we'll be in the high in the 40s, right? And so that's very spring-like, which is very volatile. So it has a lot of windy type of um attributes to it and so what they figured out was like okay there's certain there's certain organs that kind of behave in this manner and so an example i love this example because you can say so you see a mountain right and it rain come out of the sky and then the rain goes down the mountain and then it makes a little stream at the bottom right and then it becomes a river and then it becomes 
a, you know, a bigger body of water and then it goes into the ocean. And so they figured out that water goes downward. So that's the action of it. So that's very, what we call the kidney energy, kidney in the bladder. And that makes sense because what, what processes through the kidney in the bladder? Water, right? Or urinary stuff, right? And you urinate. And so that is very watery. And so you see um, swelling in the ankles. In Western philosophy, we like, oh, there's something to do with your blood pressure, right? And so that it going downward is an action of, oh, the kidneys aren't working as well as they should. And that's from our point of view is like, oh, we need to add some more energy into the system for it to just to balance out. And so it's looking at all of the five elements and trying to see how you can balance it wherever there's something in excess. You're like, oh, let me take the energy out of that excess and put it into here. And then they will balance each other out in that way. So I love five that. elements of conversation is a long conversation, but I'm trying to like kind of get a little idea. <laughs> no, I think I appreciate the, the example there with the kidneys and water. I mean, I love the simplicity of it because it's just like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's related to the kidneys and, and bladder. Oh, this is what's going on here. That means this. And we just shift that energy this way and it'll help create more balance in that area. And then the system just does what it needs to do to clear that out and get it back to uh, a more, I don't want to say balanced state, but regular state or more optimal state, optimal right. zone, maybe I like, um, when it, when it, when it comes to that and you do that, you can determine to see what is showing up through the pulse, correct? Yeah. So the pulses are a, uh, an amazing tool and it's pretty much our major tool. Um, first, when you come into the office, you, you kind of tell me what's going on. I'll ask you a bunch of questions for symptoms and such, but I hear all the things that they're saying. And then I'm like, okay, what are the pulses saying? Because the pulses are really are going to tell you way more than a person even knows what's going on. And so there are, um, so we use the radio pulse of the, the thumb right through here. And how we look at it is there's six organ systems in each arm. And so there's a superficial at the top and then you go deep and that's another system. And so you can feel the different organs and how they're working. Um, and then that tells us like there's so much texture difference, uh, whether it's big and fat or if it's really tight and little tiny skinny feeling. Um, the pulses are uh, an art and uh, the first day we were in school of our four years of practice or the four years of school, we started practicing pulse taking. And uh, the first year is just feeling, trying to figure out what you're feeling at all. And, um, and so I do find it to be a special art and I will be probably 50 years into practice and still discovering new things in the pulse. So it's a magical modality. One thing I didn't share with you, I had this dial acupuncturist I knew in Illinois. She was like, she would do the pulse all the time. And she's like, you can do it. You have such sensitive fingers. I'm like, I have, I mean, I'm sensitive to energy. I had energy background and energy healing and stuff. So I'm like, I can pick up on energy and I can pick up on, you know, the sensitivity of the pulse. But I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And so she's like, feel my pulse. And then I'll, she goes, I'll have an, you know, I'll feel my pulse. She, so she's feeling her pulse. She picks up on uh -huh. what she's feeling. She writes it down and now she's like, okay, now I can't see what she's writing, but she's like, now feel it. 
and I'm going to walk you through it if you can't. So tell me what it feels like. What is it strong? Is it soft? Go soft and see what you pick up. So I explained what I was feeling. And she goes, good. You're picking up on it. I'm like, I have, I don't know what that means. And she's just like, now go deeper. So I go deeper and I'm like, okay, I could tell there's a little difference, but I'm like, this is going to take a lot of time and I'm sensitive. And I was just like, I mean, at this point in my, this time I'm like four years, four or five years of practicing and touching and palpating and all that. So I wouldn't say my hands are as, as sensitive as they are now. It's just like you said. 50 years down the road, I'm going to be suddenly going, I still got room to grow. I still uh-huh. got to get better with my hands. I still got to get more sensitive. Yeah. Um, but there's a cool – it's cool when like – I remember I was feeling the liver because it was just coming so strong at a certain pulse. And I was just like, is this liver? And she goes, exactly. She goes – I'm like, after – this is not the first time now. This is like eight, ten down the road. Okay. So and I was, I was like, just like – no, no, not the first time. <laughs> the first time was cool because I could pick up on the energy difference. But I wasn't using my feeling. I was feeling the energy of the person's body. And then I was just like, okay, I could feel this. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're on the pace. And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not what I'm picking up here, though. <laughs> she's right. like, I'm like, I'm cheating. I'm cheating right now. <laughs> but I thought it was fascinating, too, because it was the, the approach I always like to take is a very holistic approach. Being a chiropractor, it's the one of the things I do. But it was just very fascinating to see acupuncture in a different way where it's like, let me just see what you got going on. Let me feel your pulse and let's see what yeah. your body's telling me. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you're out here, 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 here. Here's the work we need to do for today. And I'll just be like, okay. And then I, you know, and all of a sudden they put the needles in and next thing you know, I'm, I'm gone. And then it's uh-huh. an hour later and I'm coming back and I'm like, what happened? And she's like, yeah. good. Your energy's reset. Your energy feels good. The pulse is really good now. Um, you're good to go. And I'm just like, yeah, this is going to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's really actually good to be like, once you get the needles out, just lay there for five minutes. It's like a little mini Shavasana yoga, you know, you just get to receive all that you've done. Um, and the, the interesting thing to like, to speak to your sensitivity is that our first class in school was Tai Chi. And so they said the reason is, is they teach us Tai Chi practice um, to cultivate the sensitivity and to cultivate how to root down and to feel through your other senses um, and cultivate all of that so that you can become really sensitive. And then also to put needles in, because that is a whole nother sensation that is so subtle you have to be so soft when you're going in and you let the body take the needle in or even push it back out so that's a fascinating phenomenon that probably we'll never really be able to figure out <laughs> it's, it's cool because one of the ones i again this this lady's been tra- she was training like 30 years in already at least and so it's funny because she didn't use you know everyone uses a little thing and you just tap and it goes right in she take her finger and then just lightly pulse. And then mm-hmm. she'll be like, okay, that's, that feels good. And then she'll twist it one way or the other, depending on what the energy needed off the pulse. And that was just – the approach just had me see acupuncture because I've studied it. I mean, not studied acupuncture, but I studied like Eastern stuff and I, I've heard about it. But I was like – but then to find it was kind of one of those things. I'm like, no one does – when I tried acupuncture, it was very – traditional treatment based like oh you have this going on we're going to use these meridians to affect that to help that and i'm not saying that doesn't work but and it, it did but it was one of those things i was like well, where's that da- where's that other approach that's like you could tell it has some age to it, it has some yeah. like there's there's a substance to that approach and i got exposed to that early on in my mid-20s and uh it, like i said once i had that i was just like 
okay, I got to keep this as long as I possibly can. And when I moved around um, and the person retired, all of a sudden I was like, where's another dial acupuncturist? And they're like, there's not really that many that practice this type at this, like this anymore per se. And I was just like, great. I was just eventually have to find one eventually. And here you are. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a fascinating thing as far as how acupuncture really did shift. Um, So in the People's Republic in 1940s, I believe, in China, they switched over to this, what they call TCM approach, which is the, um, they call it traditional acupuncture. But they were trying to go more with a prescription base, kind of like they were trying to do the Western model. But it doesn't equate. It just doesn't equate. And so I'm glad I was able to get classical Chinese medicine training because that's definitely more authentic, deeper, you know. And I can relate to you 100% because that's how it is in chiropractic. We are being pushed since the the mid-50s, probably 60s, 70s it started. 70s is probably when it started um, to get more treatment-based like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, back pain. This is what you do here. If you get this, you go here for a chiropractor for that or this. Yeah. And it's like, no, we don't do – we're not even in health. Like if you really look at what chiropractic does, if you really get down to the base of it, it's like, no, it's not even health. It's just about helping the body adapt, helping it to evolve. Now, do you become healthier? Do you thrive more off that? Yeah, of course you do. But it, it's a whole different mechanism. So I can relate to that 100%. One of the things that you do that I love to, you know, pick your brain on too, because I know you have some stuff that you can help with is mental health has been tanking, especially after pandemic, it like turned it on, revved it. Things like PTSD and all these different stuff. What is, now it's the five auricular points or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um, I do know, so so I practice, I didn't tell you this when I met you, I I practice, I'm certified in it. I don't utilize it. Eventually I need to, because it is a cool thing, something called auricular therapy. And it uses microcurrent with a little pen and we can find what nerve endings in the ear that similar to what you'll use for the acupuncture in the little, I think it's the beads you guys use, right? If I'm not mistaken, Um, to find what is off and then resend that current through the nervous system to recorrect it. And then I can recheck later and all of a sudden it'll be flowing well. Um, so I, I know some ear points in other words, now I'm actually having more memorized, but um, so what's the whole five auricular point thing that can, can help individuals sure. like PTSD and other mental health stuff? Yeah. So, um, so here's the, uh, so the ear is what we call the micro of the macro, right? It's a little tiny version of the whole entire body. And, um, so you can use some, there's some acupuncturists that only do auricular acupuncture. And there's actually a huge study going on right now in France and Canada on how to uh, use those pins, like what you're talking about and, uh, be able to open up all of the meridians just by using ear, ear areas. Um, so it's very potent. So just to know that. And uh, the five-point auricular protocol uh, came out in actually the 1970s. Um, And it started in New York City uh, around Lincoln Memorial time or the Lincoln Memorial Hospital during the time of a bunch of heroin addiction. And people were trying to get off heroin. You know, they realized that this is just not good. Probably not only do this stuff, so let me get off of it. And um, there was a doctor there at the hospital that figured out these five particular points 
And what's fascinating about these points is the first point that you hit is what we call Shen Min. So Shen, S-H-E-N, is the spirit. That's that's the translation. And so you you lock down with that point to open up the whole spirit. And so if you want to talk spirit emotions, we'll just translate into emotions. Um, the heart is about love and expression outward. So it kind of encompassed all the emotions. And then then he found these other points that associate with each of the yin organs. So the liver, the lungs, the kidneys, the spleen. Um, They also call that one the sympathetic one. So I think of the sympathetic nervous system, right? And then the, because I think the vagal nerve comes out of the ear, one of the branches. And so this is how it works. And you got, you can look into polyvagal theory and all of that kind of stuff. It all aligns with this same concept. And um, so in the spirit of this, they offered it for free. They opened their doors, they put out chairs, they put all of these points in each of the ears. And so um, what they found, it really helped with some of the side effects of getting off of these drugs. And so like the itching, the insomnia, the the emotions that come up with letting go of something, you know, all of that. And so they thought at that point in time, oh, this is a great detox treatment and we can help people get off drugs with this treatment. How fantastic is that? And then let's fast forward to 2011. We know all, I mean, 2001, we all know what happened in 2001, right? Devastation, PTSD out the wazoo, right? So Lincoln Memorial again, opened their doors to all the first responders that saw everything that was horrid that happened on that awful day, right? And they found that it really helped with the side effects of PTSD. So they they were like, oh, their anxiety was going down, their depression was okay. Um, they didn't find that they were crying every five minutes after experiencing this horrificness that we all experienced. Um, but they, they saw it firsthand where we did not, right? And so, um, so they were like, oh, these five point auricular, these five points put together really balance out the whole emotional system. And we know most drug abuse is self-medication, right? You're struggling with depression. You're struggling with these things. So really the, the first thing is the emotional aspect and then the addiction came. And so we do it all. We all do this. We overeat or we watch too much TV. I mean, it doesn't have to be hard drugs that we're addicted to. And so the beautiful thing about this treatment, if you're feeling like you're so off and you just can't get a hold of your emotions, this treatment's phenomenal. So you come in, get this treatment, lay down for about 45 minutes, totally chill out and uh, come out of it feeling a lot more balanced and not so like all over the place. So. Now, do you do it with needles or you do it with the little, the little beads? I do it with needles. Cool. Yeah. Love it. And I mean, if now, I was mobile, I would do like, if I just wanted somebody to walk away with a, a seed, um, the cool thing is you can put the seeds in and they'll stay for two or three days. So sometimes I do that. Love that. You know, it, it's great. I love the Shen, Shen Men, right? Yes. Point. Yeah. Very I love good. that point. That That's one of my favorite, uh, it's cause there's big- three. 
There's three that I know of that you hit. They're almost like a triangle in the ear. And I don't know if I think it's part of the five actually, because with some of the ones you were mentioning, I'm like, yep, it's that one. Yep, I remember that one. And there's, I think there's one more. And I think you might, it might be all three. I just don't remember. I haven't memorized that you can just, if somebody's stressed, you just hit, hit, activate those three points and it will mellow them out. They'll just get them to be calm, uh-huh. chill. Um, and, and this stuff works. It's crazy. I mean, because like the, the guy who I studied the stuff from, he was, it's the same guy who actually created the technique that I use for adjusting. It, it was kind of interesting. Like he's just a, a, one of these brainiac geniuses. And he's just like the way he looks at things. And, um, but he would talk about like they can, you can, he's like, you can access everything because with the vagus nerve, the cranial nerve eight and nine, it's all the endpoints of the body in the ear. From the nervous mm-hmm. system. So you got the end nerve fibers all there. And right. what I found was, and I know you know this already, but I found that it was fascinating because I'm like, oh, cool. So you're just activating different endpoints that come. It's an entry point into the nervous system, the change of frequency that then can all of a sudden alter something else. And it's like, he goes, exactly. I was like, you're speaking my language now. Now I understand exactly what we're doing here. Because <laughs> um, nerves is your uh, business. Yeah, it's so cool though because like because you're talking about with the drug stuff it makes perfect sense in his research he he was in he was he practiced in florida he worked with and i'm gonna mess all this up i don't know who i forget napolitano or something like that some somebody was gonna before their political career began they were looking at people who did drugs and they were looking at the recurrence rate of them coming out of jail and how fast are they back in jail from the same thing they got caught with so I think it was like 70 something percent or 80 percent. It was up. It was a high number. He did. He ran it with her and he did. He did chiropractic and auricular therapy. That's it. After a year, they all came out. They all got these treat all this work. A year later, the recurrence rate to getting back in jail was only 3 percent. Damn. 3 percent. That's it blew up. It blew awesome. up the politician's career. I forget her name. She. You would know her if I knew the name. I'm messing up the name. But. What I I was I didn't even care about all that. It was in Miami, so I was like, at the point, I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Three percent? That's like." And he would always say, "Remember, because in chiropractic, we talk a lot about we would empty out the asylums. That's what was our quote. We literally would empty out the asylums." And um, he's like, "Don't you, we said that all in our career and our history? Read the books; it's all there." But yet, no one in chiropractic is emptying out the asylums. He goes, "This is how we do that." And he was explaining neurology and all this stuff, and I was just like, "Love that." So. Just want to add the Rickles side with what you're sharing it's, there. That's so phenomenal. I mean, that's huge. And how uh, cost effective is that? It's not. I'm, it's not a lot of. It's cost. a game changer. I, I yeah. mean, you're looking at let's say seventy percent. That's third. You know, is that twenty something times? So like twenty three times. You know, twenty two times reduction. Yeah. When you're looking at that, I mean, that's just that's that's astronomical. And look at the cost on the economy, like the public, and. <laughs> X, Y, Z. Taxpayers' money, all of this kind of stuff, especially since you got prisons going private. And that's a whole nother, uh, it's a whole other conversation. Go on. But <laughs> if we were able to like keep 23% back out of jail, I mean, it's crazy. And so that's the, that's what I love about the, the auricular error part. It's just to add to that mix is because it, it can in so many ways. And, and, uh, um, you know, I've had it, I've had it done so many different times. I love, although the needles in the ears are just, that's fun. That's just, yeah. that's fun for me. Yeah. It doesn't, um, but afterwards I'm kind of like, wow, yeah, that, that does it. I love it. So I love it. I was just talking to another acupuncturist and he's a big neuro guy, like studies. He's a, 
He's definitely a researcher and a constant learner, and he's been in practice for 50 plus years here in town. And um, he was telling me this research is most all of the acupuncture needles or acupuncture points are all along nerves. So it is strictly manipulating the peripheral and the central nervous system. And that is, but neuros can't explain how it really works, but it is connected to the nervous system, which totally makes sense, you know? I used to, so when I had an acupuncturist who was in my office, I, if, if anyone was going to work in my office as an acupuncturist in my old office in Chicago, I'd always sit down and tell him, I said, now explain to me the meridian system. And they'd be like, oh, it's this, this, this. I'm like, okay, I got it. Where does the meridian system derive from? And they'd always be like, well, you know, it stems off the energy systems of the body. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just, uh, I'll go, let's make this a little easier. I go, you have a big river. Those are your nerves. And you have all these branches that come off. That's your meridians. And I go, you, you're accessing points to get to change the neurology. I said, I'm, and I'm only, and I, I would tell them that because I, w- I don't want any, I want to understand we're as a cohesive unit. So it's like, right. here's Cairo. Here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm affecting the big river. You're working on all that peripheral stuff to help in that process. Whatever that you're finding, whatever that you're doing. And at the end of the day, we're working together to help the totality of that be as best as it possibly can. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all neurology. I mean, in the in the needles, I'm curious to see because I know there's frequencies to it. And, and the nervous system is all frequencies. So like, for example, the technique I practice. So when we look at like a miscommunication in, in the spine, which we call a subluxation, that's a derivative of 64. So 64, 128 hertz, 256 hertz, kind of the ones you kind of know already. That's a disturbance to the nervous system. And then when we make adjustments, it actually resets the frequencies back to the derivatives of 5, 5, 10, 20, 40, 80. That's a, that's a normal functioning frequency. So, cause when I can talk things in frequency for me, at least then it's like, it removes everything and just says, yep, frequency and energy is all things. And if we can shift the frequency of something, we're changing the energy of something, which means what is, you know, they studied the whole body looking at it from this perspective. So you can look and see like, yeah, this is what we're shifting that energy to change. So, um, I know it has to do something with frequency. I just don't know if anything's out there or someone knows that. Maybe you know it already, but if not, I know it's it's out there. I know that it has existed in some way, shape, or form. I mean, the study is <laughs> it, it, like neurologists have years and years of study are diving deep into this because they're like, how does this work? You know, and how how are the frequencies and and um, and they're learning like sound baths and all of these things with different frequencies are healing people. And how is that working? You know, and um, I think we're only just ew, right there just to start with vibration. Right. And uh, sound and how the many ways that vibration can happen. So like what you're saying with needles, there's different ways of tapping the needle and shaking the needle and uh, driving it in a certain direction. And that's going to help move the, the energy in the, a different direction. And um, it is absolutely fascinating. And I just love multiple modalities because I'm a chiropractor complete supporter. Like I, I was little kid when I first got exposed to chiropractic and I swear that our whole family stayed healthy because we went to a chiropractor once a month. It was fascinating. And so from a little bit, you know, kid, I've been introduced to this more naturalistic type of way of approaching health. And I mean, we had, we had five kids in our family. We were never sick. I so love that. 
I contribute a lot to chiropractic, and I love the the combination of massage and acupuncture and chiropractic together because I don't believe in just one modality is everything. It just can't be. Can't be. It, it you know there's there's you know I always tell people like you know chiropractic is all in the end all be all and it's one of those things that the body you know it it it, it takes a it takes a beat especially from a conditioning standpoint from a neurological conditioning standpoint if it's stress and tense and there's stress turned down in that nervous system over time there's going to be counter there's just going to be compensations and imbalances and I'm like yeah chiropractic can do so much but if the body's stuck in a certain way it needs help. Like it's going to need help. Like we've, it's gone too far where the body can do, the nervous system will help it get to a certain point, but then you need the massage. You need this, you need that to add all to that mix to help it. And that's kind of the viewpoint I have. And, and, and in my experience too, um, when people use other modalities, they get better faster yeah. and they stay that way longer. And so it's like, yeah, more. The, right, the correct ones, I should say, or because I'll say, oh, just add more as you can. It's like, you know, the, the ones that are needed, that's what's kind of cool when it comes all together. So tell me really quick before we, I want to hear a little bit about the community acupuncture. I know you do a little bit of that. I know you're a big fan of that. I want to hear a little bit about it before we, we kind of wind down here. Okay. Um, yeah. So community acupuncture is a little bit of a love of mine. Um, the first day of school, there was a person that actually worked in community acupuncture in Nashville. Never heard of it before. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's, what's this concept, you know? And um, so the concept is uh, to make, I'm sorry, yeah, acupuncture more accessible to more that maybe can't afford private care. And uh, so the concept is, is that you're in a big open room. So at our clinic, we call it open room acupuncture. And, um, and so what you do is you have several chairs in one room and uh, then, you know, you're taken back in an individual room. What's going on with you? Do you got a headache today? You know, chief complaint. And then um, that I take you into the open room with other people and you take their pulses and then you put some needles in and you let them rest. And there is this concept of healing in groups. Uh, there's this beautiful thing about even when we're not talking, there is a energetic exchange of healing in a, a room together. Um, that's why I love practicing uh, group exercise like Qigong and yoga and stuff like that. It's because you feed off of each other and it's a support together. Um, but community acupuncture was formed so that it could be more accessible. So it's a sliding scale payment. Uh, we charge between 30 and 60. You decide whatever you want to pay between the, those numbers. And if you can't afford that, we're still not going to turn you down. And if you pay $2, I don't really care. I just want you to get better. And um, so it's a slow start because Knoxville's never even heard of this before. We're slow movers. We're, you know, we like to, we're south, we're Southern. So we have to go a little slow. Um, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful concept. And it's a way to get acupuncture more often. Um, and I suggest at least coming in once a week and uh, heal with other people. It's amazing. And just to add to that, too, I mean, there is a beautiful thing about when you're getting that healing, you're really seeing that energy going where it needs to. Their body's energetically being, their chi is being more in a balanced state, right? And all of a sudden, now that becomes a chain reaction with everybody. And I would, my just assumption with community acupuncture, I, I'm just assuming just what I understand 
is probably there's even an elevated healing experience than what it would be maybe even private because of that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, it's all individual, but that's what my hope is. I did have somebody that uh, came in last week and she's like, you know, I really felt the energy of the room. Like, I almost feel like that was even a better treatment than my private one the week before. And I'm like, that, that's the ticket. That's what I want, right? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Cause like, I, I mean, I've even done like with some of the energy healing techniques I've done, they all, we'd be at the seminar and they would always be like, what you're doing here, do not expect it when you go back home. And I'd be like, what do you mean? I did all this great stuff. And they're like, the energy is in a cohesive balance. So you're going to be more sensitive to what you're doing, your intentions. It's all magnified because you have so many other people with you all doing the same thing. Like when you go home, you may not be like one of them was like a two point touch therapy, reset them, Uh like create a. So for those who are like hearing this energy work, then they're going, this sounds like a little out there. I'll bring some quantum physics behind it. It's called collapsing the wave is what you're doing and you're breaking down a pattern that's situated in there. So there's a way sometimes you put two, two point touch on them. And once you collapse the wave, sometimes people would co- like they would fall down their energy. That's how powerful it would be to reset that energy. Um, so I was like, I did that a couple of times. And I was like, this is cool. I can actually feel the shift. And then it happens. I was like, cool. Got home. I went to my dad. I'm like, dad come here, you need some work. I could see it. Now I know how to access it. I sit there and I'm just feeling the energy. Okay. I feel it collapse. I'm looking at him. He's standing. I'm going, he's not even moving. He didn't even flinch. I'm like, what's going on here? So, uh, and it never, he never did. And no falling back. Cause sometimes when you collapse a wave, sometimes you just have a sensation like a wind hits you and you fall back. Like you'll take a step back. I didn't get anything. Not even him. So maybe it's my mom. My mom's more sensitive. Nothing. I go, well, I know this is working because I'm feeling an energy shift, but I'm not seeing it like I did in the seminar. So, so I think that that group cohesiveness, um, I think, adds an element in some way. If there yeah. was a way to measure that, that'd be cool. Just because that's yes. how my my scientist brain works. And you know, I really think it's a retraining of community healing, right? I mean, we've gone through a time of separation during 2020 and 21 and 22, and then now it's like. We are creatures that need each other and we feed off of each other regardless of what we want (laughs) or whatever our belief system or whatever. So I feel like right now, and especially coming in this year, people are just really wanting to reconnect, get out and watch, you know, live shows and live music and just connect as a community again. And so I'm hoping to see a lot this year with the community acupuncture. At least I hope so. <laughs> I love it. So real quick, Rebecca, how can people find you, connect with you, and all that you do? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, it's balancedyouclinic.com. That's our website. Um, and that would probably be the easiest way. We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and you can just call our front desk. Uh, do you want me to put the number? I'll have that all in the show notes okay. for you. So all I'll right. make sure that what you guys just heard and their Facebook and their Instagram and every way you can contact Rebecca, I'll have that all in there for you guys. Thanks. Um, this was fun. This was a I lot appreciate of fun. You. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate you. Be- <laughs> now, I appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge and you could, you could definitely tell you know what you're talking about. And I just appreciate the um, what you're doing here in Knoxville and helping individuals, getting that community acupuncture out there, getting that out there in the way. To me, which I think is the original way acupuncture was done, that's just my own, I guess I would say my judgment or my perspective on it. But um, 
but I really think it's it's a, a different approach than what I'm what I have seen, and I think Knoxville is could benefit where well, they are and they, for having you here and doing those kind of things. So thank you for what you do. Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on Little Light Wellness Podcast. Do us a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a review. It helps get our reach out and our message out to more people. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode that we have on the show. Make sure to check out the show notes for all the links, whether it be our guests with Dr. Vic, our community, and so much more. Until next time, keep shining your light bright.